Hey everybody, Raylan Casper White here with another delightful episode of X-Ray. I was on a very long hiatus. I was getting laid and having a good time. I had COVID, um, wasn't getting laid during, well, I did get laid during COVID actually. It's nice because it's almost like an STD. You just have to find people that just had it. So you kind of can find that community in which to copulate with. Uh, I'm very honored and excited to be interviewing uh, an old friend and an amazing talent, Joey Sorge. Welcome, Joey. Mm. Hi, how you doing? Thanks for having me. <laughs> you are amazing. I had not seen Joey for years. Um, we took a, a little acting, little acting skits together many years ago in New York. Mm-hmm. Both hated the head of the school. Am I right? He was um, an asshole. Sorry. He was. Yeah, he was a loser too. That was a disaster. But um, <laughs> I ended up leaving the school. Did you stay till the end? No, I left too. You left too, but you Wait, were already now, on Broadway when you got into that school, right? No, not yet. No, no, I was on my way to getting on Broadway. Amazing. Why am I talking like you? All I don't of a know. It happens. People just it's, get it's it's contagious. <laughs> <laughs> you live in Jersey. You have no right. You have I have no right. right. I should be talking like this. How you doing? You know, hey, what are you doing? What are you you're Italian. Do? What's your background? I'm Italian, actually. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of mystery there because like Sorge can be misconstrued as a German name because it is mm. the name S-O-R-G-E can okay. be German. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, but but there are Sorges and there are also Sorges in Italy, in Sicily, S-O-R-C-E. Oh, and okay. my grandfather was a very mysterious man. And for some reason, we don't know all the stories about him and why he came over, you know, probably just, mm. you know. Oh, interesting. To... Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, so we... Th- we think our, our original last name was Sorce, S-O-R-C-E. And uh, this actually this summer, I went to his hometown, uh, Musamele in, in Sicily, and we ran to an actual Sorge there. And uh, when I met him, I was like, yeah, we're not related because he was he was too ugly. Was, and you got to yeah. get the good gene pool. You're a handsome. Yeah, dude, I, so I was like, about. I was like, nah, we ain't related. <laughs> um, so uh, so uh, so I'm convinced that we're S-O-R-C-E. Uh, we didn't find any, any of those in Sicily, but they are, there are sorches The sorches, yeah. So yeah, I'm, an, I, I'm, I'm full-blooded Italian, uh, probably uh, also Irish uh, on my um, per, ma, maternal, no, maternal grandmother's side. So Irish. how can you be full-blooded Italian if you have some, some, some Irish blood? Um, I, I deny and I repress the Irish blood. Really? There's no mm-hmm. police officers in your family? Nope. Okay. Not I one. You're not Irish. Okay. Fair enough. No. No. Um, ain't no. Ain't no. There's no alcoholic police officers in my family. It's Irish. Man. <laughs> I went to Ireland last November. It really is an entire country of functioning alcoholics. Yep. There's like zero <laughs> stigma to drink because they do it socially, so it's acceptable, and they don't really mm-hmm. drive a lot, so no one's getting killed. There's not a lot of DUIs. Right. Yeah. And they're at the pub every fucking day drinking they know how to fish do it. till the next day. They know how to do it. They know how to, well, I don't know, does their liver know how to do it? But that's a whole other story. But genetically, probably. You know, <laughs> they live until like 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't even, like yeah. the pancreas. No, what's that one? You don't need the appendix. Yeah, yeah, they, you they don't need the appendix. But they're like, oh, I'll just have a, oh, yeah, just, just, I'll have another Guinness. Eh. No, not know. number nine. Number oh, nine. Of, although, ironically, Guinnesses are the most healthy of the alcoholic beers. See, I, I don't like beer. Um, I like, I'm a vodka type, but my friend, my Irish friend says there's a sandwich in every beer. That's how he justifies skipping <laughs> meals. He just eats, he just drinks the beer for lunch. 
Like, yeah. Well, again, a Guinness is like a sandwich. I mean, yeah, it's it's a, that it's that rich. Anyway. <laughs> so I went to see you in MJ. For those that are not Broadway savvy, MJ is the Michael Jackson musical. Uh, you were amazing. Uh, the main dude, everybody was fantastic. I came in. I know that you've probably heard this, not criticism, but it's like it's hard to do a whole show about the dude and not delve into the, the creepazoid stuff. But right. I am of the ilk where I can still really enjoy his music. Like it still puts me in a good mood. I'm not creeped out by it. I mean, I have like little images in my head briefly, but he's just a damaged individual. It just makes me sad, but I can still, I still think he's a fucking, I mean, my God. Yeah. So when you first read the script, like, tell me, walk me through that audition process. Like, was it yeah. a straight up audition through your agent or did you know the, the powers that be? Walk me through that. Uh, it was total straight up audition through my agents. Um, I didn't know anybody involved in the project. Uh, I went in, I auditioned for, I play his, his business manager. So, um, so I'm like, you know, one of the few white guys in the show and I come in and I, you know, basically my job is to tell him to stop spending all his money. And, um, and it's a comic role too. There's a little right. bit of comedy there. It, it, he's a, he's a, I, I, I liken him to like Malvolio, you know, he's right. the, He's the guy who, you know, you kind of make fun of, but he's serious and he, he really means what, and he's got a good heart. And, um, and so when I, I auditioned for the role, uh, God, this was back in 2017, I think. Holy, and, really? Oh, wow. Well, like yeah. For COVID? Is that what we're Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, COVID just, okay. just threw everything off. And, yeah. um, and then, you know, I auditioned. I was like, well, all right, didn't get that. So, you know, I left and didn't feel like it was particularly right memorable of an audition and um it literally i think it was like three months later completely forgot about it which is kind of the way you have to survive in this business you just have to audition and forget about it for sure and i got this uh email saying uh they want to offer you this role i was like what <laughs> you know i was like oh my god i just got a part in a broadway show it was it was came out of nowhere um and i was on vacation at the time so that was even and that's double clearer. that's double delightful yeah. So was when I when I saw the role, I was like, "It's interesting," because I was afraid, like, if they had played it like super Jewy, then it would yes. be stereotype, like, "Oh, the Jews like don't spend the money." So I'm glad they put an Italian there. Is it based on a real human? Uh, it's kind of like a, a a compilation of a couple of different managers. Right. Okay. Uh, because he had Frank DeLeo, who was one of his major managers for many years. He was a big fat guy with. Italian guy with a cigar, you know, like your typical like manager type. Um, so they had, they kind of just kind of mashed together a bunch of different people for inspiration. You know, the writer did, and uh, uh, Lynn Nottage is the writer, so she just kind of said, "Yeah, I'm just kind of putting together like a hodgepodge of different managers." So uh, yeah, 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 and 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 I. I agree. You know, I, every time I run into people, they're like, oh, I mean, you could have totally gone, you know, the Woody Allen route, you know, but you chose not to. I was like, yeah, well, I mean, it's so predictable. You could it is do predictable. that. And, and I also you know, like, like that the manager was not trying to exploit him. No, no, no. You know he, he, like, I didn't yeah, really, yeah. 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 He's got his, he's got his interests at heart. You know I mean? He's really concerned about, you know, him losing his, his, uh, everything, you know, yeah. by putting his money behind his goals. Um, he kept sinking money into his projects and he was like, I don't care. You know, now there's something to be said for that because it paid off in Michael's case, you know I mean? Mm. 
I mean, the, everything right. he did was was successful. I mean, you know, his, he he followed his 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 dreams, his his art, and it paid off. But you know, coming from the practical, I was the practical guy. You know, yeah. like don't do that. You know, they always say never never put your own money in, a, in your in a project. You know, they never. But that's hard. I have a lot of friends that put their own money because you know, especially people that don't have kids. They're like, fuck it. You know what I mean? I work and I want to make my art. And if I can't get it made, I have a friend who produces all his own movies. Oh, yeah. He's a big screenwriter. He makes a shitload of money and then he, he puts all the money in a movie. He's like, I have no kids. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I think I think maybe. Um, uh, I know, like in Broadway, you don't do that, you know, no, Broadway. Well, that's also crazy amounts. I mean, I'm talking about yeah. you know, putting. 150 grand into it 150 grand doesn't pay for one day of broadway right, and, right? And, and, and especially on broadway you, you, i mean it's usually a losing effort you know yeah I always mean, it's right. probably one of the worst investments you can ever put your money to people that invest in broadway really have to love the world of theater right i mean it's oh, yeah. like you have to be it's like angel investors yeah yeah you're like it's it's money you're willing to lose you know you're like okay yeah. You know, it's just because I love it. I'm going to put the money in. So, you know. Now, this was um, not your uh, your first Broadway musical. What did you have done before? No, this is my seventh Broadway musical. Wow, so, uh, Joey, wow. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I I'm the old guy in the show. You're yeah. the old guy, but that's what was uh, your first one? My first one was Follies. Uh, it was in 2001. Okay. Yeah, oh, 2001, wow. and I was playing, I was on stage with um, Treat Williams and Gregory Harrison and uh, Blythe Danner and wow. uh, Judith Ivey, like some great actors. And it was a Stephen Sondheim musical. And it was my first time on Broadway. And I, I was, I played the younger version of Treat. And uh, it was, Is man, he still it was... around, Treat? Oh, he's yeah, alive? yeah. He's still kicking. right? Yeah, yeah, we keep in touch. Yeah, he's actually doing um, uh, Chesapeake Shores, which is a show on CW, I think. Oh, okay. So he's doing TV. Oh, yeah, he was watching yeah, yeah. hair, man. He was the best. I he him. was, right? He was cool. He was the best. Um, uh, but he's he's a he's a true immense. He's the nicest guy. I mean, he just, Aww. he always reaches out. He comes to see me in, in shows. Even if I'm doing some little rinky-dink show at a dinner theater he'll show up you know oh, that's, see, that's really nice so you've yeah. worked with with big names on stage let me ask you a question because yeah. mm -hmm. i've done i've dabbled in in tv and i have always i've usually found that when you're dealing with like big stars on tv shows um they don't it's not that they're not nice they're just guarded and don't have the time or energy to interact with like the smaller lesser known actor you know what i mean they come do mm -hmm. the work they're not chilling afterwards, right? But it's mm -hmm. also because there's also no rehearsal process, right? You come and work and you leave. Everyone's mm -hmm. kind of in their own bubble. Right. Do you feel like in theater, I'm sure there's assholes in the theater world too, right? People that don't, that look down on you and don't give you the time of day. But mm -hmm. I remember I went to see my friend Rich Kind in The Producers. Oh, yeah, Richard, he's yeah. The lead in that. And I went up to the dressing room and it was a tiny little dressing room and I'm like this is Broadway you know because it's like a different thing do you think that theater's more of an equalizer and even the big stars don't get that special treatment or am I way off mark uh you're not off mark I think yes it is an equalizer because you know what They're, they have to be accountable to the people they work with um you know when you're on a when you're on a set you know you're there for a week you know you shoot you're gone you know and sometimes they're like well I'll never see this person again so why did why sh why do I have to be nice you know um and, and that's I, i'm being i'm speaking in generalizations yeah, yeah, cool. well, that's what we do yeah but 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 you know i i think that um 
that, uh, you know, when you do a show with someone, I find a lot of the film and TV people, when they do a, a show, a play, a music, you know, something yeah. on, on stage, they love it more than, than film and TV because of the camaraderie, because they, they make new friends, because it becomes a family. Um, I love that, you know, and I find that I don't think I really ran across one celebrity that was a jerk, you know. That's amazing. In, well, it's in also because they're, they're vulnerable. You know what I mean? Like, yes. And love sharing, you can yeah. always edit out the bad take and you can have a say yeah. and, you mm -hmm. know, you can you perfect the makeup. But when you're on stage, if you miss your cue or you fuck up, you're going to look unprofessional. Yeah, yeah. And, and they actually, um, I think they're humbled. You know, they're, they're, they're kind of like on our territory now, you know, so right. they're like, oh, and, and you can see their insecurity. They're like, I haven't done this in years. You know, I've been doing TV and film forever. Oh man. You know, and they have to kind of get their chops back up, you know? And, and so, and that, and it is an equalizer, you know what I mean? It just makes it, everyone, it becomes a family pretty quickly because you're all out there together, kind of right. surviving, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have not run across many assholes. Uh, I will say there are assholes who are not celebrities, yeah. and that's usually because they're trying to climb and step <laughs> on people to get there. Right. You know what right, I mean? Right. And and uh, there's there are people, and and I've seen, <laughs> I've seen people uh, climb and step on people to get where they want and to get what they want, and they got it. And oh, I've encountered that too. I mean, people in auditions and callbacks, and I'm yeah. like, you're being a jerk. You made me look bad. And then now they're big stars. Exactly. Oscar winning stars and stuff. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, you know, like you're you were a, a jerk to you were a jerk to people. And now here you are, you know, this huge star. And you know, I'm happy for you, but you know, you, you had to did you have to be such a, a jerk not, to people I'm on not the way happy up? For the jerks. Fuck them. Yeah, um, fuck them. Do you uh, feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's a lot. Definitely being a singer dancer gives you an advantage in terms of getting to Broadway, like getting into a straight play feels virtually impossible unless you're like a big star or you went to Juilliard or NYU. But am I mm -hmm. right that the minute you can sing and dance and there's so many musicals and there's more opportunities, it is easier to get onto Broadway? Yes, there are more opportunities. Right. Definitely. Is it easier? I don't know. But because, you know, every year there's it's competitive but um but yes if you have those skills then you have you have more opportunities to get in somewhere you know i mean i i started out you know i've always considered myself a singer mover but i for many years i had to rely on my dancing to get me you know get me work and i wasn't happy about it but it got me work you know yeah. and then you know after a while it paid it paid off you know but there are uh, you know, it's hard just to get into a play. It's a whole different route. You know, you, you, yes, you go to Juilliard, you go to Yale, you go to, you know, right. NYU grad school. And then that, that doesn't always work. Yeah, you can be I know. brilliant in NYU and, and not, and get it and get the best age in the world. And they will give you a couple of years. And if you don't book anything, bye -bye. they cut you. Now, you I, know? I feel like, I feel like because theater be, has become so expensive and people, they really need those bankable stars. They really need that Nicole Kidman doing whatever it was, the La Ronde or whatever, you know, TV yep. stars that have never done theater that lose mm -hmm. their voice after three days, right? But they'd rather get mm -hmm. them in there to get get it moving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at the, look at the uh, funny girl. This um, right. is going what on Broadway right I, now. I like her. I felt bad. I know that she kind of got 
Which booted one? Beanie? There. Beanie? Beanie. Yeah, she got booted, you know, and, and I think it was it was it was kind of sad because uh you know, yeah, I don't know the details per se, but but I feel like they, they kind of used her as a scapegoat. And oh, I think the produ sucks. production had a lot of had a problem, mm. a lot of problems other than her. Right. You know what I mean? So, right. I mean, now they're bringing in a star and, and I yeah, think but she's trying to have her comeback because people couldn't stand her. Right. She's trying to use this as her comeback. Her get comeback back into good graces. And then Beanie, who was in good graces. I think most people were on Beanie's side, though. I think she's people like her. She's, mm -hmm. My friend Peter Francis James is in that. And mm -hmm. now Tova Felch is in that. Um, and I heard nothing but lovely things about Beanie. Yes, me too. Me too. Yeah, that's nice to hear that, you know, but again, she has a film career and she played Monica Lewinsky. She's fine. She'll be all right. She ain't People going get nowhere. Cast in TV shows all the fucking time. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, you got to have like, it sucks because when you're rehearsing something and working hard, but you also had a good run and you performed. I guess it's that it's just the shame, right? You get ashamed or embarrassed. It's hard to be in public. Um, That's the I'm tough one. Yeah, I'm sure it was a bitter pill to swallow for her. And yeah. Uh, yeah. but you know, now on the on the flip side of that, you know, there was that gap between Beanie and and uh, what's her name? Um, Leah. And they Leah. had that understudy. I just started following her on Instagram. Julie Banco, and she's the sweetest, sweetest woman in the world, and she's talented as fuck. This and is it's well, yeah, it's already helping her. Um, you know, but I also feel like it should have been her, right. you know, yeah. after being, after Beanie, uh, you know, they tried, they tried with Beanie, Beanie didn't work out, you know, for whatever reasons. And I'm sure for multiple reasons, um, and not just her fault. Yeah, of course. And, and then, um, you know, when Julie stepped in, you're like, oh my God, there it is. You know, it was right. like, that's, that's who we've been looking for. And, you know, like you were saying, the nature of this business, you got to have a star in there to I mean, look, I get it. It's sales. just you're trying to make the money. It's a tough, you know, look, I'm sure mm -hmm. that um, Leah, you know, I'm sure that what's her name? Julie's thrilled that Leah has COVID now and she gets an extra 10 days to shine. So, you know, right. that's nice. That's good. COVID has done good things for many people. <laughs> <laughs> Weed out the chaff. Yeah, yes. exactly. Uh, no, um, <laughs> you live in a very large house. I can definitely see you are not in Manhattan unless you're like a billionaire. I see stairs. You have a there second is a story. There is a second story. Uh huh. Wow. Yep. Mm hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I don't know how much longer I can do it with my knees. Oh, um, are you fucked? So no. you didn't, I didn't see a lot. You didn't do a lot of dancing in this role, right? Or very, singing. very little, very little. Yeah. This is almost it was, like your first straight play, even though it's a musical. You know yeah, what I mean? You got I mean, cast on your acting yeah, and not, yeah. you danced your, the, your ass off. Yeah. 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 That's uh, really cool. It is cool. Yeah. I didn't, this is one of those shows where I'm kind of going, this is weird. Like I'm not dancing. I'm not singing, but you know Did what? You I earned had it. a little more. Did you talk to the producers or director and say, give me a number? No, well, we did ask if we could get like some more um, singing involved, but it was just hard to find places where he would sing in there. So, okay. you know, that, that character was, it was just difficult to find the, 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 a, the, what Michael Jackson song you're going to find that, right. that is relevant to the situation. And, um, you know, they even tried during the process of having other characters sing Michael Jackson songs in the show. And it just didn't work. I mean, it just doesn't. Yeah. Like the, there's a girl who plays the uh, MTV reporter and they yeah. had her singing. She's out of my life during right. the, the workshop period. And we were like, and she, and, yeah, and she killed it. I mean, this girl's, you know, Whitney yeah, Baxter, voice. she has an amazing voice. And that's really why they 
they hired her first because right. of, her, of her voice and her reputation as, as a singer and an actor. And uh, when she sang it, they were just like, oh, it just doesn't work in the story to have right. someone else singing. Yeah, I get it. Jackson he song. also is, I mean, that mimicry is kind of amazing. You know, it's yeah. like seeing him in action. It's so, it's so funny though, seeing, I guess American audiences, you know, they're very excitable. Uh, you know, it's like the tourist, the tourist audience, right? I feel like 90% of Broadway audiences are, are tourists, right? That's what, oh, yeah. Yep. and they're just so excited to see a show. I remember there was that moment when he puts the glove on mm-hmm. and everyone jumped to their feet and I'm like, is that <laughs> the end of the show? I'm like, no, they're just so excited that Michael Jackson put his fucking glove on. Uh, no. <laughs> it's so I'm sure it's so fun as, as a cast yeah to have this giddy you know everybody as opposed to like cynical people rolling their eyes looking at you like you know don't waste my time like in stand-up when you do stand-up you know it's like yeah some clubs you do you're like i could be farting and you'd be dying of laughter and then other times you're killing and they're just looking at you like you could be funnier (laughs) this is what i came here for seriously give me another drink um i uh you know and it's funny i tell a lot of the cast members i've told them this i said you guys don't realize how special this is and how once in a lifetime opportunity this is for this kind of um excitement yeah from an audience you know because i've done shows where it's you know 50 percent full and people are Broadway just like musicals uh, 50 percent full oh yeah talk to yeah. me about some of those more darker experiences you know like tell me what i don't know if you want to name the show i'm sure maybe it was like years ago but tell me what it's like kind of trudging through that well, no, I never, I haven't, I've been fortunate to be in pretty happy, you know, musical experiences. Okay. So I haven't okay. had any bad experience per se, but, but I've been towards the tail end of an experience where, you know, a show starts to kind of die out right. and then there's, there's just not as much enthusiasm and excitement about it anymore. Cast members start leaving and they start mm-hmm. replacements. And then suddenly the audience is like, you know, we're not selling out as much right. and you start going, start, you know, looking at the the balcony you're like oh it's empty today you know uh, you know when's that speech gonna come from the producers you know yeah. and you're kind of dreading that day when they go uh everyone we have a meeting on stage at 6 30 uh with the producers and you're like oh shit here comes the announcement you know they're gonna tell us we're closing you know that kind of thing so i've experienced that multiple occasions uh and it's it's not fun no but you it's, it's like also a relationship you know where you're not having sex anymore you're wondering is he having an affair you know what i mean right. like it's have just they moved on out. that's the most depressing it's that like you're starting to drift apart yeah all the excitement's gone you know you're kind of like but but that's totally it's so like par for the course with this kind of stuff i mean like this show is gonna have it's we're still in its its heyday and it's it's you know excitement and and enthusiasm and celebrities coming and all that kind of fun stuff and then it starts to go you know then it starts to start then you're like working with like the fifth replacement you're like i'm still here you know yeah um do you ever fear being replaced or do you feel secure when you're performing? I remember Jay Leno once said, I'm, I'm going to, I'm afraid I'm going to get go broke. Even though he's like a billionaire. Like there's that neurotic actor thing that the other shit yeah. is going to drop. Do you feel that yeah. sometimes? Sure. I mean, as an actor, I feel like I'm two days away from homelessness at all right. times. All the time. Living hand to mouth. No mountain. matter. Yes. No matter how much money I've saved in the bank, I always say to myself, I am two days away right. from this guy on the street you know? And yeah. so I, I sympathize with them, empathize with them. But, um, but uh, yeah, I, I feel like 
I don't feel like I'm, a, I don't feel like I'm a, a problem that I need to be fired and replaced yeah, yeah, yeah. or anything like that. I feel like I'm always, uh, I'm a pretty professional, even, professional, even keel. People tend to like me. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, ruffle a lot of feathers. Um, I just, I'm, I'm there. I do, I'm, I'm ready. I do my job. I, you know, I play by the rules, you know, I, I'm, a, like a I'm a, I'm a, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I am a good two shoes. I'm a reliable. Lines of cocaine in the bathroom. No, I'm, no, I'm no, I'm a reliable performer. Okay. That's Just one of the you things guys to know that Joey Swords, reliable performer. Yes. Um, I'm going to put it German, on my, so that's good. Yes. Have you ever under... done a show where the lead got fired or had a tantrum and quit and left everybody in the lurch? Wow. Have that, has that happened? Uh, no, no, wow. but I You've do a know of... drama free existence, man. No, I mean, there is, there's, there's drama. There's always drama. I mean, okay. there's things that happen that aren't like, you know, there's, there's always like, you know, battles with company management and stuff like mm. that. And people, people doing, you know, stupid stuff. And, um, I mean, there have been stories that haven't happened to me or in my companies per se, but I know where people have been fired for sexual harassment or, or, you know, what was this one story about some dude who set up a camera in one of the ladies dressing rooms. He was like a crew guy. Oh, that's delightful. And he just was videotaping people getting changed and stuff. I mean, there's some creepy, creepy, you know, things that go on. As, and, thinking, and, man. It's like the Elliot yeah. Spitzers of the world. Like, what are you thinking? Man? I, I, <laughs> um, right. But do, with such a big company, and I know dancers can be temperamental and their egos involved. Mm -hmm. I mean, are there a lot of spats or is that like, is that the director's job or the stage manager to keep everybody on point? Or are people bitching like, you're, you're fucking up, you're, you're, you didn't get the blocking right, you know, you're yeah. upstaging me. Do people, right. does that happen a lot? I mean, how can it uh, Yeah, it does happen. It depends on the show you're in. And it, it has happened in other shows where people just have no patience for other people, you know? Right. I, I think in this show, we are trying to make a strong effort to stay positive, help each other. You know, especially when like understudies go on and they don't really know everything, mm -hmm. you know, they may miss something here or there, not to judge them for it. Just be like, hey, you know, you know, uh, we'll tell stage management or the dance captain, hey, that, you know, person didn't do this right or whatever. And they'll, they'll get back to them and talk to them and stuff, you know. Right. Um, but it's not. Uh, yeah. It, and, and hey, you know, we all get sick of each other. It's like a family, you know? I mean, I'm sure. And it's always one of those families. I remember when I used to do theater that you feel like you're going to be in touch with these people forever because you get close to them in a day. And the minute the show's over, everybody's back to their life. Like, it's like it never happened. You're like, yes. these are the closest people. I think people don't get that. I think actors are so emotionally open that within two days, everybody's like the best of friends and vulnerable yeah. and sharing everything. And then it's just done. 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 <laughs> And you've really, it is so, and, and you know, as you get older, it's harder to make good friends. Of course it's, it, it is. It's yeah. just hard to make close friends. It be, I don't know why that is, but there's some reason I for it. I think everybody that, has their lives and it's like, you, you just, don't necessarily yeah. have the bandwidth, you know? Yeah, yeah. You, you get stuck in your ways or whatever. You don't have right. the time for people or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you like them and, and you know, you, hey, if you want to get a coffee, we will. But it's not one of those situations where they become your best, your lifelong right. best friend. Right. And it's few and far between, but you, there are a few in there that that, that kind of stick to you, and you're kind of like, you know what, we 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 like each other, we get along, we're close, and and it and it continues, like you know, like like I said, like me and treat, treat. Like we 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 stay close, and and yeah, sometimes you know, I've I've done stuff with people that I work three days on, and I'm still in touch with them. Right, Harry Lennox, I did I did like two days on a show he was on Commander in Chief, and we're still good buds. 
Isn't that weird? It takes I mean, it takes effort. It takes effort and and a common bond, whatever that is. Yeah. But you think coming into this business that you're going to have all these friends and your social life's going to be amazing and blah 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 blah, and it's kind of the opposite. It can be very lonely. Well, you're you also know? working like I mean, I did solo shows for a long time, and that's really lonely when you're touring with a solo show, <laughs> just you and Pornhub, and it's like you know you got nothing, nobody to hang out with, no one's no cast is having drinks with you. You are the cast. Oh, uh. but um. <laughs> I'm sure it was hard also, and I know your wife is also a, a professional theater performer, mm -hmm. but when you guys had, when you had babies and you mm -hmm. were out performing every night, mm -hmm. were you guys both performing or like, you know, cause someone has to pay the bills. Did you feel like you missed yeah. out on, on some stuff or it wasn't crazy performance schedule that you felt like, you know, no, like, it my wasn't. daughter's fourth, the entire fourth year of her life, you know? Right. No, no. Um, I, I met, I, Yes, I have missed a couple things that, you know, I wish I was there for, like a recital or something right, like that, yeah. you know. But, um, but uh, when we had the kids, uh, Lori, my wife, um, you know, she basically stopped working. Okay. Um, I was lucky enough to be doing something at the time where I could afford to pay, you know, everything, and and uh, so she was like, okay, I'm just gonna stay home and take care of the kids. And then once they got old enough to either get a babysitter or whatever, she was able to take take more work and start okay. going back to work. So it kind of worked out in a in a you know a good way. The thing is now, now I miss more. Um because you know it's I'm like yesterday I had two shows. No, what what's today? Today's, Today's Friday. Friday. Wednesday, uh, Wednesday I had two shows and I missed a whole day. You know, I got home yeah. and like the kids were already going to sleep and I was like you know, a lot happened for them that day. I wanted right. to find out. And I was like, I missed it, you know? So yeah, it, it's, it's hard to have a, to have the energy to be home and be present. Of course. When, when well, you're home. It's hard with anybody that works hard, right? People in finance and attorneys, like they never see their kids. They're working till 10, oh, you know what I mean? It's like, that's true. Yeah. At least yeah. They see you. I think it's such an inspiration to have two parents that are performers and, and yeah. working actors. Yeah. Well, my, my daughter's my... like, I want to be on Broadway they do they love it they yeah. get so they get so excited about the sh they are like always asking questions they follow all the cast members on oh, instagram and, and and uh TikTok and and you know they're totally into you know any any tea that i can spill they want to know all about it know. You well know? you've met i've watched i follow your instagram oh fuck me zoom only has five more minutes left i'm going to talk really fast um, I don't know why they limited. There used to be a limit to like an hour. Now they're limiting. Used to be there used to be no limit for two people Zoom, but now really? I think they're hurting because people are back in the office a little bit. Now they limit it to forty minutes, even if it's just two people. <laughs> Greedy bastards, fuckers, man. Zoom. That's right. Um, Zoom. which celebrity were you most starstruck by that came to see the show? That came <laughs> to see the show? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I know I would Beyonce say and Jay Z <laughs> came. Beyonce and Jay-Z came, but they didn't stay after. We were oh. all like, oh, man. Um, but she said, apparently she told our people that she was not feeling well. So oh, okay. Uh, so she had to go. But we're like, oh, dude, the, the cast was losing their fucking minds that she was there. That's so funny. Uh, you know, I met her yeah. years ago before she blew up. I met her mm. at a film screening. And she came up to me and introduced herself to me. And I'm looking at her, I saw her in the movie and I was like, she's a small part movie. And I'm like, she's like, hi, my name is Beyonce. I'm like, oh, hello. Like, I was like, oh, this is so sweet. She's presented herself to me and she looks like she's very young and, you know, oh trying hard. I'm like, oh, you're very pretty and much taller than me because you're also wearing heels. But fucking Beyonce, <laughs> man. 
I know, right? I was like, it's like, she's like, you know, and I didn't know that at the time she was just a very pretty woman that, you know, yeah, whatever. It was funny. I I love her. I mean, she's on my hall pass. So, you know, (laughs) so I was like, I want to meet Beyonce. Um, the, the, I, there are a couple who've really blew my mind so far. Lindsay Lohan. Okay. Believe it or not, not because of her starstruck, not because okay. of her stardom, but because she was so nice. Oh. And I did not expect that. Okay. He was gracious and sweet, and she hugged well, I think everybody. She's like she's got a slap in the face, and she's living a different life now, isn't she? Like yes. living in Dubai and has nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Paula Abdul. Okay. That was huge, uh, especially for a lot of the dancers in yep. the cast. But she l- literally hugged, kissed, talked to every person. I love that. Uh, blown away. Um, and Stevie Wonder. <gasps> He's not supposed to be a nice guy. I've heard horror stories about Stevie. Well, he horror. was sweet. Okay. He, yeah. he was. I mean, he was. I mean, he was in front of like you know thirty people. He was What's in he a gonna... public setting. Yeah. Yeah. He said, "This is the best show I've ever seen," and we were like, hmm. and "He goes," or <laughs> he goes felt or heard in a long time we're like yeah that's more like it <laughs> well, i'm sure he sees it in his mind's eye yes yes of course so uh uh the music of his mind and um so he was really cool that, for me because you know like i'm a diehard prince fan yeah prince is gone michael's I know. gone i know uh george michael's gone mm-hmm. i mean like all those greats yeah. so when stevie came that was pretty amazing and i and honestly the the biggest star for me was um was uh justice katanji brown jackson okay she I, just I showed believe up it. that's because there's a different i mean my god the accomplishment and the the, the yeah that's like yeah. a whole other now, um, to have a supreme court justice there who was just you know historic history making yes justice to show yes. up and that pretty much blew my mind. Oh, wow. You know? That's so exciting. That's got to be one of the funnest yeah. parts of the show. If you haven't yeah. seen uh, MJ yet, go and, and you know, ask to see Joey after the show. And he'll probably say no because he wants to go home to his kids. But you can wait outside the theater. If you wait by the backstage door, he'll give you a nod and a, a handshake, right? Just bring your sanitizer. I might. It he depends. Might. He might not. You know, he kind yeah. of blew me away off. Blew off blew me off? Blew me? Blue, okay. Blue I know I'm going down a dark road here. Um <laughs> but I love you, Joey Sorge. I love you too, X Ray. So fucking talented. <laughs> Stick around because after after the zoom ends, I'm gonna I'm gonna FaceTime you. Let's do that. Oh, so then I can you, talk you. to you. Um you guys, uh I'm back. I'm back in action and it feels good. Uh subscribe to the X Ray podcast, share, follow Joey on Instagram. Is it just Joey Sorge? uh on instagram it's so joey s-o-j-o-e-y joey so follow joey Joey. and um i love you all keep on trucking this is raylan casper white signing off